All right, so hi everyone. My name is Kara Orbell and I'm your host of Going Places. Today I have a very special guest. I have Jordan Jennings with me, who is the Digital UX Co-Coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. And I'm super excited to have her on my show. Hi, Jordan, how are you doing? Good, how are you doing, Kara? Thank you for having me, I really appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really excited about our conversation. I don't know if you know this, but my mom is like a diehard Packer fan. I think in another life, she probably would have done what you did because she always talked about <laughs> you wanted to do in sports. So she's super excited to listen and I'm super That's excited. That's so great. Yeah. So why don't we start with just kind of your background? Like, where are you from? I know you played basketball in college. So why don't you touch mm -hmm. on kind of your journey into what you do now. Okay, um, so I am originally from Huntsville, Alabama, um, which is a very small city in Alabama, but it's constantly growing. Um, you might know it um, by the Space and Rockets Center, NASA, so that's what it's really known for. Um, I grew up playing sports all of my life. Um, I realized that I didn't want to go play in the WNBA um, or go overseas and play professionally I knew I wanted to stay involved in the sports realm so going into my senior year I went to a um, small HBCU in Birmingham Alabama called Miles College and they were pretty underfunded and the athletics department really needed help it was kind of understaffed so my last year of playing um, basketball I used that last year and decided to just work in the athletics department and that's where it kind of like everything transpired from there. I really found my passion in the behind the scenes work of sports. And that's where I just um, volunteered and interned a lot in um, the sports information departments um, in undergrad. And then I also pursued my master's. So I did that um, and it just really escalated from there. And then the collegiate job that I had turned into professional jobs. So that's kind of how it went from there. Yeah. It it seems like it was kind of an adventure. Like it seems like it once you found one thing, it kind of like went to the next thing and it was kind of steps into the direction of how you ended up where you are. Exactly. Um, and I tell a lot of people that, um, especially a lot of young people, we might not have it all figured out, especially our freshman or sophomore year. Um, like our professors and guidance counselors are asking us like, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? Like what, what do you even want to major in and coming in as an 18 or 19 year old you really don't know but i feel like as long as you have an idea and i knew that i always had an idea of what i wanted to do i never knew exactly what it was um so i encourage people to just have an idea of what you want to do you might not know exactly what you want um especially what field you want to go into because everything's changing especially due to COVID like new positioning new positions are opening up and things are becoming available that weren't available before so um just having a clear idea of what you want to do yeah is great that's really good advice and I know you're a big goal setter so can mm -hmm. you talk about that can you talk about kind of how your goals kind of led you to where you are and then what your goals are now? Yeah, so um, going into, um, so 
not a lot of people know this, but after my um, after I finished up my graduate program, um, I had an opportunity before I took the internship with the Ravens. I had an opportunity to take a full time position with um, Texas A&M. And instead of, um, you know, taking a full time position right out of college um, with two degrees um, qualified on paper, you know, um, but I just really didn't feel ready i really didn't feel like that was where i needed to go granted it was in sports but that wasn't what i wanted to do and it wasn't really on my list of goals that i had literally just written out for myself at the beginning of that year um i told myself i make goals like yearly goals um so new year's came around i made goals for myself i wrote them down and the position um, was offered to me in May. So it was literally just a couple of months after writing down my goals. But I told myself, get a job with a professional sports team. And that was, granted, it was a great um, transition going to a major school like Texas A&M, but it wasn't on my path that I had aligned for myself. So um, I always tell people it's okay um, to say no, and it's okay to trust your gut and to trust your instincts. Um, you have to have confidence in yourself and confidence in your abilities. So if you feel like in your heart, this position is truly not for me, it's okay to, you know, say no and go back to the drawing board and figure it out. Um, I say start over as many times as you want, as long as you never lose sight of your goals and what you truly want to do. That's really powerful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that advice. Yeah. I think I'm a goal setter too. And so I have the same yearly thing. <laughs> right, yeah. Being a college student, like we have so much pressure on us to just like pick what you want to major in and then like go straight out of college to do what you want to do. Do what you want right. to do. So I love how your story kind of is a different path to how you ended up into your dream job and how you kind of found it through a different way. So I really love that. Right. Okay. And then another um, takeaway I've noticed, um, just looking at, you know, the new generation, like the Gen Z type, um, how they are taking a gap year or a year off um, after they graduate high school before they figure out what they want to do in college. Um, college might not be for everyone. Um, a lot of my experience came through internships and you know looking at positions that are available um today they want you to have you know five to seven years of experience before you even you know apply for an entry-level position so sometimes um you can gain more real world experience than gaining like the educational aspect of things so also looking at what you want to do and what you want to go in and sometimes you can get more real world experience and actual experience to apply to the job that you want to go into rather than you know taking classes that might not even you know be beneficial towards your career at all so just look at all different options there's not just the traditional high school college you know right into my career path there's different avenues that you can take for sure yeah i think COVID is definitely going to open people's eyes to that and how there are different routes oh yeah for sure yeah yeah so that's really good advice um can you explain your role at the green bay packers and what you do yeah sure so um 
my title is digital user experience coordinator. So basically I'm in charge of handling um, the mobile app and the website. So any content that's posted on there daily, um, I'm in charge of that. All of the videos, all of the articles, all of the photo galleries, um, things of that nature. And then sponsorships, ads, like if we're all of the internal things that we handle through PR, sales, um, marketing, I handle all of that. And then right now, um, you know, the start of the season just launched today. Our first game is on Sunday. So we've just really been testing um, um, games that we're rolling out with, you know, and then trying to make sure all of the streaming capabilities are working because this is going to be a new season for everyone, um, especially now due to COVID, people are relying more on our social apps and digital apps more than ever. So we want to make sure they're all in tip top shape. They won't crash. Um, they're ADA compliant. They're just ready to go for this season. So it's really been um, a lot, but I have learned so much in just a short amount of time. And like I was telling you before, I have not even moved to Green Bay yet. So it's really been, you know, a challenge dealing with um, the time differences and, you know, communicating via Zoom um, and meeting everyone for the first time that way. So it's been a challenge, but very exciting to say the least. Is there anything about the Packers that's like different from the Ravens at all? Or is there anything that sets them apart? Um, I would say the biggest difference is um, uh, coming into the Packers organization. They're so rich in history. They were like one of the um, oldest teams around that's still around right now. Um, so it's, I feel very blessed to be able to be a part of an organization um, that has been around for decades and decades. And also um, the Packers are on, one of the only um, NFL teams that are a nonprofit um, organization. So they're owned by the community. So um, it's good to see um, going from, you know, a fairly new team that's built around a young quarterback like Lamar Jackson and then coming to a team with the Packers that's very traditional. Um, it's like kind of the best of both worlds. Um, so it's good to get experience in both of those aspects to see, you know, um, what this team likes and what this team doesn't like, you know, and learning their fan base and learning the Ravens fan bases. So it's very exciting so far to get both aspects of, of things. That's very, very fortunate to have that. Yeah, that sounds, that's cool. I think yeah. once you come here, you'll kind of see like the culture even resonates that like in where you go in the city. Because it's like on game day, if we lose, everyone's so sad. Like, right. it's funny. It's, it's pretty crazy. Like, coming to college here, like, I was not expecting that. So, right. it's a cool – I like that you said that because I definitely see that as well. Like, the deep history. Yeah. But I came to visit Green Bay before um, I accepted the position. And I just fell in love, you know, like with the people there, everyone's so friendly, everyone loves Pack the Packers, you know, family. And they're just saying like, you know, we can't wait for football to come back. Like, it just seems like the whole city is like diehard Packers fans. So yeah. that's great. 
it's pretty crazy. And I grew up in Chicago, so I kind of had the the best of both worlds where I've been oh, like, wow. <laughs> mean to me because I'm a Packers fan. And then I come up here and then they're like, oh yeah, like you're part of the family, you're a Packers fan. So it's kind yeah. of fun. It's, an, it's a unique place. It's very cool. So, um, ooh, what's my next question? <laughs> um, so let me see where I should go next. Um, I guess because you're kind of in the tech world, how should like Gen Zers, new people, like entering the business world be marketing themselves right now? Right now, I would definitely say um, this generation, um, they're way more, you know, creative and, you know, graphic designers and just full of, you know, inspiration and they're not afraid to, you know, speak up and use their voice and have a say so and let their input be heard so i would suggest um a lot of companies now ask for an online portfolio so if you want to show your graphic design skills and you know um your indesign photoshop skills um even your video skills um you can create um a portfolio you can create a web page um just so all of your creative um examples are just housed on one um site um i would say that is um a great way to stand out um against other students and then another thing i would suggest is to make your resume more um visually appealing um as well i think that was one thing that stuck out um with me compared to you know other students that were trying to break into the sports um field i would suggest um even you know like your linkedin um avi um just adding that to your resume just so people employers can match a name um with a face um i think that was a helpful thing because they're going and looking through you know multiple resumes a day and they're like oh we had a great conversation but i forgot who this person was so just adding that on there um adding your um, social media handles because they're always going to pay attention to that and make sure that you're a good good fit for them so making sure that your social medias are cleaned up um i would suggest that as well and then um having your re having your references on your resume so it's just easier. They don't have to come back and ask you questions. Everything is just already there. It's like a one-stop shop, especially um, even if you can't fit it on your resume, having it on your online portfolio. So they won't have to come back to you and ask you any questions. They're like, this person is fully prepared. They have all of the information provided right here. Um, we're just ready to move on to the next steps of the interview. So it's just making it easier for, for the employer. Um, that's what I would suggest. That's really good advice. Did you, I can tell that you're very into like technology with like marketing, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So did you start with that as your kind of major and then go into sports or how did those two kind of coincide? Yeah, so that's a great question. So I actually started in communications. That's what my bachelor's was in, but it was called mass communications so it gave me the opportunity to take classes in broadcasting public relations communications um it at the time they didn't really offer a lot of digital classes um i did also take graphic design classes but it was never digital user experience what i'm doing right now so um 
which a lot of students reach out to me and they're saying, my school is offering these courses, which is great because at the time my school was not offering those courses. So I would suggest if your school is offering those, take advantage of them for sure. Um, like I told you before, when I came into it, I knew like I wanted to do communications. I love to talk, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with that. Like at first I thought, you know, I wanna be an on-air personality, but then taking the classes, I realized like, wow, an MMJ, you have to write your own um, script, record it, edit it yourself. Like there's so much work that goes into that. And I said, you know, maybe that's not for me right now. So it gave me an opportunity to, you know, trial and fail and like test out what I wanted to do. So when I interned in the sports information department, that's when I started on the communication side, writing the press releases and doing that type of thing. And then um, at that time, like I said, um, athletics departments are pretty understaffed. So they give you a lot of responsibility. So he, um, the head of the department, it was just him by himself and he had all 18 sports by himself. And he was like, do you want some of this responsibility? And I said, of course. So he gave me five sports. So I really was in charge of the women's um, sports. So I had women's soccer, women's softball, women's um, tennis and men and women's track and field. So I said, um, after writing the press releases, I said, hey, I can handle more responsibility. Can I handle their social media accounts? So then I, he said sure why not so then i got experience in social media and then i said can i handle the website side of things like looking at it there was like so many things that i knew that i could do and he just had a lot on his plate at the time and he was like you know go for it so i said i can handle that um so then i got to play around like the third party system that they used at the time was um sidearm sports so i got to play around in sidearm sports and just check out their CMS. And that's when I fell in love with, you know, the, the digital side of things. So I would suggest um, students that are looking for experience to intern in their athletics department. Um, there's just, it's underfunded majority of the time they're looking for work. Um, you will be an intern or you could just do it um, like a work study student, but you're getting so much experience. So, um, it's definitely something that you should take advantage of for sure. Yeah, I so I listened to your other podcast. I just want to tell mm -hmm. them, but um, you talk about how when you started interviewing for bigger internships and bigger positions, that experience in the the free internships and the work studies actually helped you and set you apart. Right. I think like a lot of students don't really take advantage of that because they're like, oh, I'm not getting paid. Like what but I completely agree with that I think that's so important and I think that's where you learn the most because you see it as more like a a fun opportunity instead of just like your job and right and then yeah and then it's also an opportunity for you to test out like hey I don't I don't think this is actually a good fit for me after all like I realize I want more flexibility in my life. Um, another thing that helped prepare me um, when I did finally get these um, interviews with the NFL team, they asked me, had I had experience, you know, working with a collegiate team, they will ask you that because they want to see if you're just as prepared for this lifestyle, you know, as you might think. Um, I had no idea 
um, the untraditional hours that, you know, working in sports would entail. Like you have to be at the games three or four hours in advance and then you stay three or four hours after. So, um, you know, some weekends you're not going to be able to go out with your friends and do things like that. A lot of my friends ask me like, you're, you don't work a typical nine to five. No, never. Um, sports and politics, like I say, they're the only things that are constantly on. Like you see CNN on all the time and ESPN on all the time. It's 24 hours constantly. So you have to take that into consideration as well. Um, a lot of people, I think they don't think about that. So that's one thing that I always try to like remind students of. Um, you're not going to have the freedom that you think that you're going to have, <laughs> for sure. Um, and do you like that? Do you like the yeah. space environment? Yeah. Um, I think just because I have just been so used to it, um, you know, transitioning from a student athlete to working, you know, in professional sports, it's just, it's just second nature to me now. Um, I'm always used to, you know, being on the road or, living out of hotels, just traveling in college. And now, um, you know, granted this season, I'm not going to be able to travel because of COVID, but um, just the untraditional hours and things like that. I was doing it, you know, in college, in undergrad and as a grad student and now. So it's just, I'm just used to it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I don't know. I feel like some people thrive in it and some people it's really hard. Like I'm a schedule right. person. So I'm like, oh, I need like a strict schedule. So I don't think I'd be very good at that. Right. <laughs> but it, just but it also depends. Yeah, it also depends what field you want to go into because um, a lot of, stu a lot of um, great example, it doesn't always have to be about, you know, students. Um, an older female reached out to me and she was just um, asking for advice about transitioning. She worked in human resources at a company and she wanted to, you know, transition to the HR department with a professional organization. And I told her, um, you know, professional teams, they're still businesses at the end of the day. They still have regular departments that an average organization would have. They have to have a, a finance department. They have to have an HR department. They have to still have a sales department, marketing, legal team. So um, if you want to transition, it's not too late and they do not work, you know, the untraditional hours, HR is still going to work like your typical nine to five. So there's still, you know, positions within professional organizations that have the more traditional hours. So it's really all about researching, looking up, you know, the field that you want to go into. I just know, you know, digital, it's 24 hours, it's constant. Social media, that's 24 hours that's constant um legal um that's that could be 24 hours in constant pr definitely a 24-hour thing so it's just looking up and researching what departments you know are more top priority than others if yeah. that makes sense yeah do you feel like the sports industry is a lot more competitive than like i don't know like normal industries um I would say there's a, I don't know for sure. I can't really speak on it because I haven't really worked in a lot of different industries, but I don't know, looking at, you know, the election and how things are going right now, I would say politics is a pretty tough um, industry to work in. So I don't know. 
I wouldn't want <laughs> to take a stab at that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I, it seems like what you had to go through was very rigorous. Like as a college student, like it seemed like you had a ton of difficult interviews to get to where you are and you kind of had to overcome, like you had to gain confidence and you had to not fake it till you make it, but you had to like grow from college to right. where you are. Yeah. Which is another thing, um, yeah, that I was going to add on, which made me think of a LinkedIn post that I saw yesterday. Um, it was um, a female. She's now um, a strength and conditioning coach with the Rams, but she just said, she just was sharing her post and she was saying that she was an intern for four years as a strength and conditioning coach and with no pay and she was married and she was in her thirties and she had a newborn and it was just so inspiring because a lot of us would have given up and they would have said, you know, I'm starting my family. I want to get my life started. I don't want to still be an intern, you know, at 30, but she knew what she wanted. She stuck to her guns and she never, you know, lost sight of what she wanted to do. And that's how we have to be. We have to, you know, especially us as women that want to break into a male dominated industry. We can't, you know, cave in and just say, oh, I'll settle for this. No, we have to, you know, put our foot down and say, this is what I want. And I think now with everything, with everything that's going on with, you know, women's empowerment and, you know, we all want to have a voice and men saying, you know, we're just as capable as men this is the best opportunity for us to break into these male dominated fields and have a voice. So definitely speak up and don't be afraid to, you know, say, no, this is not what I want. This is what I want, you know, negotiate. Yeah. Be assertive with what you mm -hmm. want, want your career to go. Wow. That's a really powerful story. I was actually yeah. going to ask you about that. Like how, how is it working in a predominantly male industry? Like, do you feel that you have to assert yourself more often or is there a different, like, I don't know, is it difficult? Yeah. Um, well, I was very, very blessed to come from um, the Baltimore Ravens where the head of the digital department there was led by a female, Michelle Andres. And it was just so great because I have never worked for, you know, a head female of the department. So it was just great to have um, that experience to where, you know, our voices were heard. It felt like it, everyone was on the same playing field. Everything was equivalent. And, you know, just in just seeing her speak up for us, um, you know, making sure that the women were heard, making sure everything was equal. Um, it was just really inspiring. And I just wrote down, you know, that's how I want to be when I become a manager or a CEO. That's how I want to lead. So she just was a great leader just by example, just, and I don't even think that she realized it just the way that she carried herself and the way that she always spoke up. It was just a true inspiration. So, um, uh, hats off to the Baltimore Ravens organization, you know, from the top down, they're not afraid to try new things and, you know, make everything an equal playing field for everyone, no matter what your gender is, no matter what your race is. So I was just very fortunate 
as that was my first NFL team, you know, to intern with. That was really a great experience. Yeah, that's really great. Um, so when you, I guess, I don't really know. So do you work with a lot of like former athletes? Like, is it a different level of competition just because you're working for a sports team? Um, I would say coming from the Ravens, I can only speak from them because I actually, you know, had time to go into the office and interact with my coworkers. Um, they were very competitive. Um, we do a lot of um, team bonding things and, you know, company-wide things to get, you know, the morale up and making sure, you know, it's not just a work environment. We're also, you know, friends outside of work. Um, so we would do like kickball games, flag football games, um, just making sure it was competitive. Um, if you're referring to, you know, competitive wise, um, getting the job, definitely. Um, if you want me to go into that, um, I can elaborate more on that um, as well. I like both. I mean, I'm a big no. <laughs> competitive person too, so I'm like, yeah, let's do the kickball games. Like, that's, yeah. Like, yeah. that's awesome. Like, that's an awesome workplace culture. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't want to say normal jobs, but I feel like different industries might not have that. And I think that's a really cool thing that right. just that the Ravens had. So I feel like you guys yeah. were much closer. And I love that the, there was a woman who's a manager. I think that's great. Like, I think that is awesome. and CEOs for the fortune 500 companies are at an all time high for being female. It's like, we're oh, like, wow. it's really good. Like, yeah, <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the competition when getting the job. Yeah. So um, I'll tell the story of when um, the most competitive process that I had. Um, so I would encourage everyone that's looking to break into the sports industry to check out um, Teamwork Online and um, the NCAA job board and then also COSIDA. Um, dot com. It just houses all of um, collegiate um, internships, graduate positions, things of that nature, just every um, sports position that you can think of. Um, it even shows like local um, agencies, um, third party agencies in the surrounding areas in the bigger markets as well. So I was on teamwork one day and I saw that they were having a um, hiring event um at the mercedes-benz stadium so i stayed in alabama atlanta was the next major market towards me so i said i'm gonna go to this hiring event um when i get there they said have your resume and your business cards on the spot um you know we'll be hiring people on the spot be prepared so i said okay i'll have everything so i printed out my business cards i printed out um my resume i had a cute portfolio had my professional attire on ready to go um i get there they were they were very it was very intimidating um they just expected you to have your resume they some some employers didn't even ask for your name no wow. introduction or anything like that they were just like can i see your resume or your business card they skim it over and it's just like within the first 30 seconds you know if they're keeping you in the okay keep pile or throwaway pile like you can tell because one pile is clearly higher than the other so um i just go up to them hand them my resume um 
they I could tell they were impressed because they put me in the lower pile and then they asked a couple follow-up questions so you can tell what you're doing right like just from body language just from the way that they're looking at you their demeanor and things like that and then I could tell you know they really didn't have time for the small talk because it's so many students on the spot so I felt like the biggest takeaway from that was my resume, it had to stand out. That was the only like conclusion that I took away from it. So from there, I decided to, you know, dedicate making sure that my resume was, you know, the best that it could be. So um, what I did to do that was, like I said, making sure that your Abby was there. And then also, I went ahead and looked at the sports positions that I wanted to obtain. So I knew I wanted to work in digital media. So I looked up the, you know, the internship um, responsibilities. And then I also looked on teamwork to see like when these positions were going to be um, becoming available. A lot of teams post their internships very early. So I knew if I was one of the first ones you know, they're going to look at that one first because I submitted, you know, first. So that was always a priority of mine to make mine at least one of the first applicants um, as soon as the posting was there. So I just made it a, a habit every morning, you know, get up, check teamwork online, get up, check these sites, just making it, you know, um, a pattern in my head, repetition. Um, so that's what I would encourage um, you on any other student that wants to break into sports, you know, you have to be dedicated to it. You have to have a a plan. And that's how I was. I was very strategic about it. And that's how you have to be, you know. That's great. You have so many, like, little nuggets of wisdom. And I'm just going to yeah. so good, even for anyone in any, any industry. Because I'm right, kind of right. how you described. I'm, I'm looking, like, I'm thinking about the insurance industry, but I'm still thinking. So everything's up in the air right now. So these are so good for anyone. I hope, I hope people listen. Right. Yes. And I hope they, yeah. And I hope they take it away too. Yeah. Because there was a point, yeah, where I was going from, um, I've worked with a lot of great companies. Like I was working with Red Bull before, and then, you know, with the Ravens before that. And then I also worked with, um, another, um, agency um, in Birmingham, a sports event agency. And I learned everything from, you know, all these various companies. And then, you know, even in high school, I worked at a um, a country club. So all of these different avenues, all of the journey that I have been on, it's, I've learned something from it. So the journey that each, each listener is on, I'm sure that you can look back on it now and be like, wow, I I can take away so many things from this position. At the time, it sucked, you know, (laughs) but now I see what I learned from it and they were huge learning experiences. So that's one thing that I would tell people, just trust the process that you're in because you're going to look back and time flew, but you will really look back and be like, wow, I learned so much. Yeah, in a short amount of time. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Can you explain your fall forward mentality? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's um. <laughs> yeah, that's one yeah, thing. Um, that. <laughs> yes, I'm glad you remembered it. Actually, that's great that <laughs> you took that away from that. But what I say about falling forward is 
it's okay. A lot of people hear falling backwards a lot. I like to say fall forward. It's okay to make mistakes. Just don't make the same mistakes over and over again. Um, one thing that I knew going into um, positions, I knew like, hey, it's okay to try something new. Let me do that. Like, let me set myself apart from someone. Let me put my input in. Um, a lot of employers, especially employers that, you know, have quarterly and yearly interns, um, they're, it's easy to, you know, be forgotten and just thrown under the bus and compared to all the other interns. What are you going to do to set yourself apart? So um, it, it was a trial and error. Some things that I, some pitches that I did, they said no. And some mistakes that I made, um, they were definitely memorable, but I knew I'm never going to make that mistake again. You know, um, one mistake, like a silly mistake that I made my first week with the Ravens was instead of replying to the one person that sent me the email, I responded to everyone and I ended up emailing everyone in the whole department. Granted, I was so embarrassed, but from there, everyone knew my name. So it was a terrible mistake, but I like to say I fell forward because from then on out, everyone knew who I was like, hey, that's the intern that introduced herself to the whole department on accident. But, <laughs> you know, I was able to, you know, market myself and everyone knew who I was. So even if it's a silly mistake like that, I knew I was never going to make that mistake again. But I'm falling forward. I'm going to introduce myself. I'm going to capitalize on that mistake and introduce myself. Hey, do you remember me? You might not know my face, but I'm sure you got my email this morning, you know, just turning your mistakes also into, you know, a humor thing like this. Like, Don't be too hard on yourself, you know, because everyone has made a mistake. So just finding a positive from a minor negative like that. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I had an internship over the summer and I did a presentation and I spelled one of the guys I interviewed, I spelled his name wrong and I put it on oh, my slides and I was like, <laughs> I'm never going to spell anyone's name wrong in the rest of my career. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm never going to spell anyone's name wrong. So that's good. <laughs> and that's a great example also because there was um, um, another lady that told that story I think she worked for the Rams and that was her exact story she oh. was saying like she was following up on an application and she spelled the guy's name wrong and he never emailed her back and she was wondering why and she was like I'm never going to make that mistake again so it's that's the perfect example just knowing like hey it's okay to make a mistake just don't do it twice <laughs> yeah. definitely I feel like now especially my generation. I think millennials too, but we're such perfectionists. We want everything right. perfect, but it's the mistakes that make us grow. And I know you talk about this a lot, like growing from your comfort zone, being out of your right. comfort zone, making those mistakes. And I think that's right, so right. Yeah. And that's another thing, like a lot of, I think one thing that Gen Z is good at that personally I was not like the perfectionist aspect of things like they're not afraid to you know try something new and launch something like especially since the whole TikTok craze has been out they catch up on something super fast and put it out and it's just like 
I'm just so hard on myself. Like when I was like TikTok, for example, yeah. I'm like, I want this to be perfect. I'm going to try a million times to make this great. And they're just putting out like so much new content. And I'm like, this is great. Um, so they're not afraid. And I would say, do not have that same mentality. Do not be afraid to, you know, try something new, step out of your comfort zone. Um, I tell me, like one of my closest friends, he just has a problem with something so small as to trying a new food. So I just said, you know, just I've been encouraging him to just try something new every day. Just try a new food every day, even trying a new condiment every day. Like he's, <laughs> he hates mayonnaise or mustard or yeah. something like that. Just yeah. just taking a little taste test or something like that. Um, me personally, I am, I want to, you know, try to listen to new podcasts and, you know, open up my way of thinking and things like that. So now I'm like trying to listen to a new podcast every week. It can be something as small as that, but just, you yeah. know, getting out of your comfort zone and trying something new. Um, it could be something smaller. It could be something, you know, major, just something new. <laughs> Definitely. I love that. Have you found any good podcasts? Do you have any recommendations? <laughs> no. Well, I have actually, um, I was just finishing up an audio book um, and it's called uh, Can't Break Me or Can't Hurt Me by uh, David yeah. Goggins. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love him. He is so motivational. And I was like, oh my gosh. And he has, you know, just that cutthroat approach where it's like I'm not gonna baby you and be sensitive about it and feel sorry for myself I'm gonna tell you like it is and it's your job to you know change your mental about it so <laughs> that's been very motivating to me especially you know during this quarantine time like you really have to change your mindset for sure definitely and he is the definition of having a mindset and like basically honing your mind like I, his book is crazy. I recommend it to anyone. Right. He's yes, crazy. definitely. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm glad you're a reader because I'm a big reader too. Yeah. <laughs> listener. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Listener for sure. Yeah. Um, let me see. What other questions do I have? Um, I guess my question is, what is your best advice for standing apart? Because I know like the population's growing competition again is crazy for Gen Z. Like what is your like number one tip for standing apart? Number one tip for standing apart. Um, are you talking about pre-interview process or just oh. in general? <laughs> uh, good oh. question. <laughs> pre-interview, um, I would say, tailoring your resume towards the position um a lot of companies now are using um a filter to where um you know they're they pull applicants just based off you know keywords and things like that so mm -hmm. when you are applying for these jobs go ahead and look at the descriptions and tailor your responsibilities or tailor your um, descriptions that you've had from previous um, internships or previous positions to the ones that you um, are trying to obtain. Um, I know, like, for example, when I was working at Red Bull, it was a marketing position, but it was not, it had nothing to do with sports at all. Mm -hmm. But 
I knew it aligned with the Ravens position. So for example, if it was like um, handling our department calendar and you're responsible for um, timely distribution uh, to the CMS or managing the CMS, I knew that I managed Red Bull CMS. So I changed my responsibility of that description and tailored it to the Ravens description. So those key words would pull in when HR representatives went to, you know, find applicants that matched with the description. So I would say that. And then I would say, once you have been chosen to come in for an interview, um, go ahead and look up the company, go ahead and look up the hierarchy, go ahead and know the people's names that you're going to be interviewing with in the department. Um, just having, you know, icebreakers and conversation starters. Um, I like to look up their history and their background as well, um, just to see if there's small things that we had in common. I know when I interviewed with, um, I forgot what team it was, um, they went to Auburn University and that was close to one of the schools that I was at at the time. So we related off of, you know, just that small thing right there. So just finding little things that you can relate on because nine times out of 10, when they call you in for the interview, um, they know that you're qualified. They really just want to see if you're a good fit for the company. So bring your personality out in those interviews. Um, have you know a personality don't be afraid don't be intimidated it's just as much your interview as it is theirs so let your personality shine through um if you think about it if everyone's resume was the same what separates you from anyone else it's really just who you are and your personality so don't be afraid to show that um also that's really good advice yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think the tailoring, the resume is so important, especially now with technology, because that's how people are going to like sort through resumes. And so I think right. that's a big thing. And I don't think a lot of people are mentioning that. Like, I think that's something right. we need to do more. So that's really good advice. Um, okay, so my last question is kind of funny. I ask everyone on my show this question. I used so going places used to be a travel show, but I'm kind of moving it toward people who are going places in their careers and in their hobbies and in life. And so my question mm -hmm. is, if you could travel to any place in the world, where would you not go? Ooh, that is a good question. <laughs> where would I not go? Hmm. I do not know. That's a great question. I I would say anywhere cold because I am not, you know, used to the cold at all, which sounds bad, you know, moving, preparing to move to Green Bay, which I have told all of my coworkers that I am not prepared for this cold lifestyle at all. So I would say, you know, Antarctica or Alaska or somewhere like that, anywhere cold. I yeah. am not excited about that. <laughs> yeah, I recommend getting a happy light or like some light because it's, yeah. it's pretty bad, but you get used to it. It's, a it's fun called a happy light? Yeah, they have like happy lights. It's UV rays, so you get the sun in the wintertime because there's no sun. 
Oh, really? Yeah. I have never heard of that. I have to look that up. Yeah, <laughs> that helps. Yeah, and you can always wear cute headbands. I like that about the cold, too. Like, you can always wear, like, cute hats and headbands in the, in the winter. Yes. I say, yes, my head game will be great. Like, that will be great. My hat game, yes. But I don't know about, yeah, the winter attire. I have to layer up and bundle up for sure. Yeah, um, it's definitely yeah so that'll be new in itself yeah but it's out of your comfort zone so you'll grow yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. well thank you so much Jordan for being on the show it's been a pleasure thank you so much for having me I really appreciate it um I really hope that the listeners can take a lot from this um and you've been great as well. I hope they can learn a lot from you and your pod. It seems awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. No problem. Bye. Okay. Bye.